This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is also brought to you by the Tyrota Finish Line Social Impact Script Competition. It's back for a second year in a row. The competition will again celebrate film and television scripts that seek to raise awareness and inspire change regarding urgent issues with critical relevance across our society now, such as racial, gender, or economic inequality, climate change, drug addiction, the broken foster care system, gun violence, and much more. The competition especially encourages submissions from historically underrepresented writers. The Tyrota Finish Line Script Competition runs from January 18th through June 10th. Please go to Film Freeway and learn how to submit your script. This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Finish Line Script Competition. In its sixth year, the Finish Line Script Competition is the only script competition run by ex-literary managers. Six-plus pages of actionable development notes are available to you, or you can submit your script as is. Scripts can be rewritten and resubmitted for free anytime throughout the competition. Over 40 mentors read and meet with the winners, and the competition staff itself works with many semifinalists on getting their material read throughout the industry. They are here to help writers succeed by improving your script along the way and making sure you get opportunities when your material is ready. So check out what's happening at finishlinescriptcomp.com, now open for submissions. I'ma say what I feel and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody, you know how it goes. Wakanda forever. Forever. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You hear his voice, Chris Derrick in a building. Out there on script right now, being busy. I see you. you ain't got no job. You ain't doing nothing. I don't have a job. <laughs> I have no job. I have, bro- I have broken fingers, but I have no job. So there's a little difference. <laughs> a little difference. Why well, I have no job? Well, I just had my COVID you. test today, man. Or, or I got it back. I got it yesterday. I got it back today. I'm thankfully negative, so now I can go up to the to, um, to set to the stages to yeah. see all the dope shit. It's supposed to be amazing. I can't say what it is yet, but it's supposed to be amazing. <laughs> it, I mean, shit. I was like, like the minute, I, the minute our show was like, wait, we're starting in a couple of days. I was like, well, how soon can we go up to set? I mean, he was like, oh, but just, you know, he gave me a call. He's like, this is what you got to do. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. You know. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Is your COVID test on your phone? Do you have like the results where you could go here? I'm I'm negative or whatever. Um. Like I had to go to this place on Melrose, to, you know, to you know, it's it like in 
like it was right by Fred Siegel, and I, w I got uh, tested there the other day, and they and then they just sent me um, um, like a text, okay, you know, right. said, you okay. know, and you couldn't you link on there, and it said what the results were. So, okay. you know, I don't really know what the deal is. Cool. It's crazy. Hey, Rachel, have you have you done it yet? Oh, I have I have I'm three or four in on my COVID test. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm starting to go to set just so I could get the testing done. Um, I, 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 have, I have done it a lot actually because I've been shooting and doing stuff, and and I find it like very easy. You know, everyone was so worried. I'm like, this is this is not a big thing, guys. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I'm. I think I'm four in already. Oh my god. Um, all negative. Yeah, I've done it once, but like they did the thing up to know, I was freaked out because everybody said how bad it was, but they were like, oh no, you do it. So <laughs> I went, oh, I do it. And I did the thing and I was like, oh, it wasn't th that bad at all. You know what I mean? So it wasn't bad. I mean, people tried to scare me, but I was like, how hard is it going to be? And yeah, then it was, and then it was easy. So, but yeah. yeah, but, but, but so, you know, I'm doing that. So I don't know. Uh, not much else. Just. I, I, you know, I was watching this. Show. Have you seen this show called um, Giri Haji? Who? How you say it? It's 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 called uh, Giri Haji. It's a show mm -hmm. on Netflix. It's G I R I, uh, then H A J I, um, and it means uh, duty shame. It's this really really fucking cool uh, show about this Japanese detective. Oh, it's Japanese. To, who okay. has to go to London to solve a crime that if he can't solve it, it's going to cause this Yakuza war back in Tokyo. It's pretty okay. fucking cool. Nice. Pretty fucking cool. I love the Yakuza stuff. That's cool. Yeah. 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 And, it's, it's, we, and, it's, and part of it's in Japanese and the, the rest of it's in English. And yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good. Awesome. So, cool. Well, you hear his voice, Chris Derrick in the building. So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. So today, we got our sis on the show. We love Rachel. Love Rachel. Um, we got our sister. sister. <laughs> I can't even speak to her. We got our sis on the show, Rachel Miller, everybody. Producer, uh, manager, uh, nonprofit person. You got all kinds of things going on. I don't know how you do it, girl. It's a good thing this is radio, not video, so you can't see the bags and the <laughs> hair. I mean, it's, it's, a wonderful tool, guys. <laughs> You're such a cover girl. You're a cover girl. <laughs> Everywhere she goes, the fans just be blowing under down the fans. <laughs> <laughs> my dream. The Beyonce fan. Literally my dream. Yeah, it's hilarious. So anyway, welcome to the show, Rachel. We appreciate having you. Um, so Rachel and I were, um, we were texting a, was a couple weeks ago, I think. We were going back and forth. And, and she had came out with this uh, um, tweet that was a thread um, and you, I'll let you get into exactly what it is. So if I'm, if I kill it, forgive me. Um, and it was all about staffing, you know, from a producer's point of view and, you know, how you guys staff and what writers should be doing and et cetera, et cetera. And it went viral. I mean, everybody was talking about it, you know, even John August and them were talking about it. So, you know, it was big, right? So I was like, I need to have my girl on the show so that we can hear your point of view, right? So that you can take time and really, Really expand on all those different things you talked about because they, they were it was nothing but game dropped from a real producer who staffed a real show <laughs> you know what i'm saying not no bullshit you know and so i was like let's get rachel on the show and chris was like let's go so welcome to the show rachel appreciate you girl 
I I love this show. I love being here. And it's funny when we were texting, I was like, oh, don't worry. I have thoughts. I have thoughts to share. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, and I think what's what's so interesting is like, truly, I obviously I didn't expect it to go viral. It just happened. But then I realized like how much mystery is kind of in this industry. And like, it doesn't actually have to be that mysterious. They're like concrete things everyone can do. You know, like let's let's open the let's peel back the curtain a little bit. Let's talk right. about it. You know, let's let's help everyone. It doesn't have to be a secret. Well, you know, since you say that, because there's so much that people think is mystery, and sometimes I think it's like people don't want to do their own kind of like uh, their research on what's going on. But um, but in any event, I mean. There are there are certain things that people people you know like don't talk about, but something like staffing is not really a mystery. I mean, I remember there was a a tweet that um, Amy Berg you know like put out about mm -hmm. two years ago that, that that I remember just just grabbing about uh, about staffing and I mean and, and I'll talk about that later. But it's just I mean, <laughs> but the stuff is out there. You know, if people are I, I think it's it's weird people because there was that panel I was on a couple, about a month ago. And people were like asking questions that that was kind of like, you guys can find that information. Yeah. You really it's can. all on YouTube. It's you know, it's crazy. All, I, I mean, I, but I think people what people need to have their hand held and walk to things and say, here is the golden chest. Let's open it. I'm not going to count the gold for you, but there it is. You know, so so there we go. So I don't know. I, okay. I I was going to say. I also think like people don't know like some really what I thought was basic stuff, but then I got in and I was like, oh, we need to talk about some things. Because <laughs> that, that's what I was about to ask you, Rachel, is like, I know you guys are in a thick of staffing, you know, your show. I don't know if you can even mention the show, but um, were you, did something specific happen when you were like, okay, this is ridiculous, and you just started writing? Did it, did it start with just a tweet and you just kind of kept going or what happened? Uh, yeah, basically I like woke up one night, we, you know, we finished staffing. We're actually, this is week three of the room. So we right. kind of got through it and I woke up at like three in the morning and I was like, I just got to put down my thoughts and I actually just wrote it as an email. Um, and then I ended up tweeting it and it kind of went viral, but it was really just me being like, oh shit, these are some basic things that maybe could help some people. Mm-hmm. And I truly expected like one person to read that tweet, which is the irony. And then like, like that's when it goes viral. Though you can't have, you can't want it to. Yeah, you have to do it because you're giving back. You know. And and you both know me, and you know my nonprofit film, The Future. Like I truly was like, if one person reads this and learns something awesome, then then I feel good. Did not expect like 3,500 people to read it and tweet it. Like, it like, but, but that was really the idea of like, if I can help one person, awesome. That's, that, that's just how hungry everybody is though. Like we said, Chris just said a moment ago, the information is out there. You know, what isn't out there is perspective. That's why I think so many people are interested, at least in my opinion, is actually hearing an actual producer. That's why I said that earlier. Go, hey, guys, you want to get staffed? I'm in the middle of it. Let me tell you what to do and what not to do. You know what I mean? And that, to me, you can't buy that. Because even that would change every year depending on who the producer was. Right. You know I mean? Yeah, and I think, I think also 
again, I think the showrunner and I were really interested in reading everyone. I don't think that happens usually. I think truthfully, most people, you know, it's a smaller pool because it's exhausting. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know, it's a lot of work. So I think that's why most people don't read a lot. But we were like, we want to read everyone, and then and then when we got everyone, we were like, oh, maybe maybe we did maybe we did do that exactly. Right. <laughs> now you're like, now I understand why showrunners just go to CAA and get their top ten people, and then they snap them all. Yes. <laughs> the moment I was like, oh. I see, I see what happens here. <laughs> um, yes, it was an interest. It was a, it was a very interesting process, and you know, learning and reading and seeing what's out there. I'm like, oh, we can we can help some people. So I'm so thrilled to be on your show. Oh, no problem. So, what did you call that uh, thread? First of all, did you, did you have a? I thought, thought it was called something for some reason in my head. There's no name. There was no name. No? She's just you just she, started she, talking. Huh? She's just saying, here's what has to happen. Okay. That's right. That's right. I can remember. I like that you're giving me more credit. You're like, did you name it? I'm like, no, I just woke up at three in the morning and wrote my thoughts down. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you it's a book, girl. It's a book. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a pamphlet on, on some yeah, level. Right. On some level. No, um, it's, it's interesting because, um, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, let's, 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 let's go through yeah. um, the, the, the list. You know, let's start with number one. Well, I, yeah, I'll just give the setting. And I think this is what you were talking about. I did kind of give the setting. Um, mm -hmm. And the setting was that, you know, the showrunner and I personally read 368 scripts. We reached out to another 50 people to just check avails oh. for five writer spots in the room. Wow. Um, and so, guys, I went to film school, so I don't know math. But the math, <laughs> one was to know math. The odds are clearly not great. Uh, I couldn't tell you what those are, yeah. but you know, so this thread was about the truth is the odds are not in your favor. So how do you make them in your favor? Mm. And that was kind of the heading. Um, so should I just go in? Yeah, just um, okay. So one, write something buzzy. Your sample needs to be something that cuts through the noise that makes us remember your script after reading literally 368 scripts. Um, for staffing, we aren't necessarily looking for a pilot that sets up everything. It's really about remembering your voice, the script, your writing. Um, I think I think my favorite story is I read a sample that was so fucking awesome and scary, mm. weird. I literally emailed the showrunner and said, stop what you're doing. You have to read this right now. There's yeah. no word to describe it. Mm -hmm. Just read it. And I think, and you guys can interrupt me, but I, mm -hmm. I think like people get a little too in the weeds, right? Of like, it has to be, you know, for staffing. I'm not talking about for selling a pilot, but mm -hmm. just write something great. Like it doesn't really matter if you're, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the perfect pilot episode, but write something that we're going to remember. I always say that writers should write to, sometimes you're lucky enough when you're staffing, as you know this, sometimes you're lucky enough to get the script ahead of time before you decide which script to submit. I always go take it a step further. Here's my step that I do. I look at the script and I go, oh, they're talking about fatherhood. What script do I have that resembles that, but yet has a tone that 
the the showrunner would read and get me, right? I start thinking about things like that. And so what I found is how I usually seep through the holes, if you will, is I will also go through a script and color it so it feels like their script before I submit it. I do. Chris knows. I talk. It's how I got my last show. I do it all the time. I literally, for example, um, and I talked about this on Deadly Class, when they sent me Deadly Class, it had, you know, the strong voiceovers in it, as we know. Um, it had, um, they bolded and underlined their um, uh, slug lines. I didn't do that in my script, but I went and did it when I saw that they did it. You know what I mean? And because I was trying to grab the attention of the showrunners so that they saw that when they were in a crunch, and you know this, Rachel, you and Chris, you guys get to, when we're in production and everybody starts going off to write their scripts, and there's like three people in the room, they're going to walk in and go, I need somebody to write these two scenes for me. Right? Hilliard can do it because he nailed me. He gets me. And that's what happens all the time. So I wanted to be that person in the room. I wanted my superpower to be that and the fact that I was the punk rock guy. You know what I mean? So if that makes any sense. I love that. I, in fairness, we did not send out the script in advance. Okay, uh, But I do fucking think that's genius. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said if you get the script first. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's really smart. I think, I think what, what doesn't work is being down the middle. Is just kind of punching the clock. Too much what you think people will want. Um, I don't. I, I don't think that works because then, like, you get fifty scripts that are pretty much the same. Like, just go for it. Like, don't don't be so afraid. Just like write the thing you're so excited about because I think that's what really jumped out at us. Well, you, well, you know, like I always feel because because I, I remember it was, it was last year I was reading some scripts, maybe the year before reading some scripts that were. Uh, people were that they were submitting for staffing, and sometimes I feel like people they write material that they feel like could be on the air, and I feel a lot of times stuff that's on the air stuff that material is uh, it's been tempered to some degree because you know the network and everyone has got to get in and kind of go well is this you know is this on brand for us and all this kind of stuff like this. And the people who write stuff that's like, you know, you know, that they're basically saying, I don't give a fuck about budget, I don't give a fuck about language, I don't give a fuck about anything, characters, who these people are, whatever it is, you know, I'm writing that because that's what's talking to me right now. Yeah, it's raw. It's you raw. know, I mean, like, like that's the kind of stuff that people like would be interested in, you know, or, I mean, but it's, I mean, like for me, it's, it, you know, look. I can't speak too much because I've because I've just done this once, but it's like, you know, I didn't write a, a a script that, you know, was of the genre that that they were that, that the show is, you know, that the dynamics of it are, are like were were completely different, you know, than than, than anything, you know, than, than than what my show was doing. Um, and what what really happened was I got a meeting like with the studio. And they like loved my script, and they loved like the way I presented myself to them. And it was kind of like a footnote at the end of the meeting that they were like, "Hey, are you interested in this? Is this something that, 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 that you're a fan of?" And I was like, "Yeah, I am." And they were like, "All right, so you know, like, go and watch some episodes and talk to us about it." And it's and it's it's because 
they knew from, you know, like how I was writing that, that, that I could fit in to what they were doing, you know, to fit into that room. Because, and, you know, and, and the now being in the room for like, you know, like 12 weeks now, you're like, oh, I see why they wanted me on the show. You know, like, 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 I see what they, and cause so much shit is, I, it's too much to get into, but, uh, but, but I said, oh, I see how I get in. I mean, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think, you, I think you just got to write something that people are going to say, wow, like, I didn't know that word. Cause I tell you what's funny because when I met with the showrunner, he was telling me, someone told me about your script, like, like in February, and this was in September, and I was like, "No way, no way!" Because <laughs> he was like, "You sure?" He said, "I said no." I, I said, "I said, I said, I, one person's read it that, that I, you know, that you know, that I know, that, you know, who had a connection to you, like one person." And I was like, it, it, "But, but I had met with her like the summer before, so mm-hmm. it, it had been like, so she remembered the script from around like from from like twelve months ago." You know, she mentioned to him six months ago, and that he remembered it six months from when it was told to him. So wow. it was an idea that was strong enough to, to stay, to stay, to stay in, in people's heads for more, you know, for, for over a year. But you know? but I think that's kind of the point of like you know, even for us, we because of the Christmas break, we had this like weird month gap in the middle, right, mm-hmm. where everyone was shut down, and so like your script has to be good enough that I'm going to remember it after my, right. after my literal Christmas break. Right. When mm-hmm. like, and that's what I think people don't always think about and kind of why I was like, just go for it. Write the, the most unique, something that cuts to the noise. Cause you don't know, there might be a year break, a month break, a Christmas break, like, mm-hmm. you, but it has to be good enough that someone's going to remember it after all this time. Right. What what is the? Can you tell us what the genre is that you guys end up doing? What's the show? I mean, you have to say what the show is, but you. Uh, yeah, so the genre is, uh, psychological thriller slash okay. horror. Nice. Um, so, but we didn't. You know, it's interesting. We it, again, it wasn't about finding the exact genre. It's mm-hmm. like finding certain voices that we thought would be helpful. Right. Um. And it's a, it's based on a true story and it's about a family. So like making sure those family dynamics are real was mm-hmm. like super important. Um, which kind of, kind of brings me to point two, since we've got, we've got a long <laughs> list guys. Go ahead, um, get to it. <laughs> um, my, my second thing was work on the first 15 pages, really make them sing. I think what people don't realize if the first 15 pages aren't good, it's unlikely we're going to keep reading. But if the first 15 pages are good, we'll most likely keep reading to the end. And I know that sounds harsh, but again, like the math, think about it. We read 368 scripts. It's about 30 minutes to read each script, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 to 40 minutes. Again, math. That's a lot of time. So like you as a writer have really got to nail the first 15 pages because we just don't have time to like wait around for that great scene at the end. Like the math doesn't support that. No, no, but, but it's something I say all the time. I can tell if you can write by page two, I can tell that off the hand. And then it's a question of now, are you telling me a story? You know, it's like, Hey, I'm a comfortable hands by two pages now I'm like, okay, so so now tell me the story. And then it's like, 
has anything that you know that's that's happened to like keep me interested? You know, and and it, and it has to be quick because it's almost like think about think about how fast people turn off shows now. Right. I'm not in. I'm not in. I'm not in. I'm not in. You know, and it's and, and, and there's 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 always something like if you stop and look at shows that you love, there's something happening in those first ten minutes. Unless I mean first five minutes, they're like, oh shit, I well, like I'm into this. Dude, the teaser, right? Not even the yep. first five. That's the point of the teaser, right? First two. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, well okay, to be fair, like if you're not writing a show that has a teaser, like if you're just doing it with acts, you like that, you know, or or one of these things that this got this got no act breaks at all, you know, like just that 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 opening time, like really has to grab you, you know. I mean, I mean, and, and grabbing you doesn't have to be um, some like explosiveness, like it doesn't have to be some action scene or anything like that. It, it could be like. You know, there's a specific point of view that you are trying to communicate and get across that is that's setting the tone of your work. You know, or or you know, or the tone of you. You know, I remember like like I wrote a, a pilot years ago that he put, some people found interesting, really interesting, and it was like um, this one guy was talking, just him talking for like five pages, opening five pages. You know. Now, there was stuff going on in between those five pages, but it was just <laughs> him talking. You know, people, and people were like. That's such a bold choice, but I was like, yeah, but but yeah, but did you say captivated or like, yeah, yeah, because you were talking about he was talking about so many things about people's lives that that is relevant to people who are going to read this, and I was like, that's the point. <laughs> I think, I think for me, um, those first fifteen pages, there's a couple things that stepped out to me. When I remember the first day on um, on on the show, we sat around the table and. The showrunners said, I just want you guys all to know you guys all here because every one of you are the scripts we finished all the way through. And I was like, huh. They're like, every one of your scripts could be a show themselves, right? So that's one thing. The other thing, and I talk about this a lot, Chris knows this, is the one thing I love the most is curiosity. So that doesn't mean you have to open up on action like Chris said. You don't have to open up on you know, somebody being killed or shot or anything, but you do have to open up on a way that I like to do things that are like ironic. Like, <laughs> isn't it ironic that we're staring, I'm just spitballing, we're staring at this little boy sucking on, you know, their toy, come to realize he's actually an adult in a baby's body. Whatever the thing is, I like to reverse it or trick your mind to think something else. And it usually happens at the bottom of the page. Page one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. just start writing your script and then, oh, the big thing happens on page three. You already lost me. It's got to happen for me on page one. I want you to be curious to go, wait, 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 wait. What happened? Oh, it's a little boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or whatever the thing. I want you to do that page one. So that's for me why for me I say I could tell on page one. Can I add, add to yeah, that? Please. Let me Let me tell you, and I didn't put this in the Twitter thread. Don't put, don't have two spelling mistakes on the first page. <laughs> Let me tell you how fast that script gets deleted. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names here, but uh, spell check, guys. That's horrible. You know, especially in the first, yeah. First page. You know what? It's not even a question of of, of, of running spell check that you because 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 that might miss stuff. Because you might, you know, people, people always like, there's those homonyms, people always fuck up, right. you know? 
it's 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 like you know like pay the hundred dollars seventy five dollars to have your script professionally proofread. Why? Because a hundred dollars is nothing compared to what your first check on the first week is going to be, yep. and you'll be like, well, that was money well spent, you know. Yep. And Invest you know, in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's funny because people are like, well, why should spelling matter? I'm like, because it doesn't show that you care as much we as we care. Absolutely. And ultimately, and you guys know this, you're on shows, showrunners and producers and studios and networks, they want people who are going to fucking care about their show. Like, yeah. and, that, and that's people think it's spelling or, you know, it's grammar. I'm like, no, it's, it's caring enough to obsessively check because we want someone who's going to care about the, someone else's show, let yeah. alone their show. And that's what I think people don't realize and Chris I think that's an amazing point it's like invest in yourself because we notice and we will delete that script if there's two spelling errors <laughs> in the first page well so, so okay so there's but there's some, it's, the interesting point you make about we want someone who cares about the show because if you've cared about your script and if, and if you've looked at it so detailed to, to, to pick up oh shit you know what I spelled there like the wrong way, mm -hmm. you know, but especially you won't pick it up. The reason why that's that level of like, of, of understanding the detail is important is, is that what will happen is this is what's happening with us. Right. So like, so like we're seven scripts in and we're trying to like figure out the, the to, to, to break episode eight, we're trying to find something that, you know, you know, some stuff we need to figure out. And it's like, Okay, in, in 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 script two we did this right. In script mm -hmm. four we did this. This like there was one scene that did this or one line that did this like five strips ago. You know, like do you have that level of detail to know what we did, whether we didn't do, so we can do it now. You know, mm -hmm. or to, or you know, or to solve a problem that everyone is like, but what, what do we say? What do we say? What do we say? You know, you know, because there's because that's the one thing that that's the one thing that can you can never be prepared for when you're if you're writing a pilot then when you're on a show is is the cumulative information that builds up as you start and it's repetitive yeah yes. yeah you know and and, and, you, and you and you keep seeing yourself we can't do that same beat that we did in, in 205 we can't do the same beat that we did in like 201 like now in like 209 you know and it's like so is that level of detail that your mind has to be like very like like in like in tune with and part of that can start with spelling Hundred percent. So, well, let me ask you a quick question, just because you're on the 15 pages. Yeah. And you can be honest with me or not. Did you guys go? We're only reading 10, or did you guys read the scripts? If they were, wait, what do you mean? If they if they were bad? No, 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 no. So some people, for example, you can you pick up the first, you read the first 10 pages, you're like, I like this person, put them on the list. Or are you reading the entire scripts? I would say for us, and everyone's different. Sure. And if we fifty pages, we were reading the whole thing. Okay. We we never put anyone on the list that we didn't finish their script. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, but we definitely stopped reading after fifteen if it didn't grab us. Did that kind of answer your question? Yes. And I think and I think people, people again, need to know, you know that. That's important. Yeah. And I think to me, 
we want a great script, right? Like, I think people think, like, we want it to be bad, right? right. Like, no, like, the goal is to read something fucking awesome, right? right? Like, that's the fun. So, like, we go into every script reading, like, this could be fucking a gem that we don't know about, right? And and so for us, again, like, I think me and the showrunner are very specific. We wanted to have great scripts so we wanted to read the whole thing so if it was great we were certainly gonna read it because that's the best part when you read something and you're like fuck i didn't expect that but that was awesome nice um yeah but again i think i think we were genuinely interested in reading great scripts because that's the most fun right okay what's the next one um okay so this is this got like a lot of a lot of feedback <laughs> um so have my my fourth one was ha uh, third one have a second sample ready to go so you know many times we ask for a se second sample to read more of a writer to kind of get a different perspective and we were told um there was none <laughs> and um I'll say this again, I'm giving, you know, cause it's the rant room and I love you guys. I'm giving mm -hmm. you some of the deeper, deeper than the public knowledge. <laughs> you know, we keep it 100 on here, girl. Don't have to <laughs> You know, we read a script. We read some scripts from some upper level writers that mm. were like clearly 15 years old. Wow. And did not hold up. Wow. And I'm not going to get into the specifics, mm -hmm. but let's just say like, you know, and I know what happens. You get on a show, you get on a show, and, and you know, you don't need to you write. You spend your life there, sure. Correct. Mm -hmm. But I will say, we could tell if you've written something, say, in the aughts. <laughs> in the aughts. <laughs> I'm not, this is real, by the way. That's not even a bit. Wait, wait, wait. So you say, you say, you say that because the subject matter, because it's like what the gender politics are off and things like that. Like, you. The language uh, attitudes on, say, LGBTQ, like just all the things, right? Yeah. Um, not to not to go into specifics, but like mm -hmm. definitely something that's we read stuff that was probably edgy in the aughts, but like <laughs> it's not current. Correct. Thank you. Yes. I'm like Understood. if the audience saw my face now, it would be, you know. Um, <laughs> so that was a little bit of a tangent, but I do think like having a second sample that shows something different, right? You know, mm -hmm. I think we we had a couple writers that sent us two samples that were like the same show, right? Um, and I That's think not good. Like, show your range, right? Like, because you never know what we're gonna want, like. I don't know if you do a drama, maybe do a dramedy or maybe if you mm -hmm. do a thriller, maybe do a family drama. Like I think I think showing range is super important. And I think, you know, going back to my slight tangent, like being current, right? And it doesn't need to be every six months, but like shit changes. Yep. Right. And and especially I think in the last 15, you know, things are changing even faster, right? So if you haven't written something in say fifteen years, maybe maybe write something new. <laughs> well, I mean, That's look, I, I mean, I mean, I think that you, yeah, you should be writing something new. I mean, I I think it's tricky. I, I think if you're upper level, you probably just don't have time. 
but I, but I it's it's but but if you're not on a show, then you better make time, you know, because there's there's not enough. Uh, I'm, the competition is too high, even at the upper level, to say okay, who do we want on this, you know, right. because because there's so many shows, so many of the good people are are gone. You know, and so like, hey, so if 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 we need like a, a supervisor producer, something like that, then there's you know you know the top ten are probably missing, you know, so top, 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 top fifty, probably, probably right? fifty are missing. What yeah. was that, Rachel? Yeah, I missed what you said. I'm sorry. What was that? I was just saying the top fifty are missing. Not even oh. the top ten. There's so much TV, right? There's so much peak TV. I think there was what four hundred shows last year. I, again, I don't know if that's the exact number, but roughly, I think four hundred shows. So, like, the top fifty are missing, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, that's why I think, like, again, and I think the perspective is we are excited to discover writers, but like, have a second sample ready that shows something else, right? Write something new, even if you're upper level, right? Like, I think being current and showing that you're current is important, especially in peak TV, right? Shit has changed. Yeah. One second. I was going to say that I think it's probably even more important when you're upper level. And here's why. Just my opinion is you are more than likely going to be next in line, right? The higher you go. So you want to be in a, in a place where you can present the next thing. Otherwise, what you're going to do is have to come in on some lower levels project and be their showrunner, you know? So you might want to be more prepared for yourself. That's just my opinion to have that. Um, they, my, my question for you was this. Did you guys also consider people's features and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, we read, I'll say this, again, this is a, I, I'd say, I'm probably not like most people, nor is the showrunner, you know, we both care a lot, so we read features, we read plays, okay. um, you know, we read, like, a lot of stuff, I will say this, if you only sent us a play, you were, and we liked it, we were gonna ask for a TV sample, right, yeah. so that's something to think about right if your sample is a play which is fine mm -hmm. but most showrunners are wanting to see that you know act breaks that you know you know some of the language so that is an that is often why we ask for a second sample truly is because we got a feature or we got a play mm -hmm. and while it was great and we liked it we didn't need to see the tv chops were you gonna and say something chris i'm sorry Rachel. no, no I was I was going to say something about, you know, you mentioned that somebody sent you a second sample and it was the same show. I kind of feel sometimes that's like, you know, I, I hear a lot of writers tell me that, you know, that their reps are like, are, are, are like keeping them in kind of a box. Like if you did success with this, then keep writing this, keep writing this. And, and to me, I always say to people, you, I mean, if, if you wrote something really good that was a horror film or a horror script or something like that, you probably like exhausted your reserves on what is going to be great for that thing. So mm. you should write something that's a whole different genre next so that the horror stuff can get, get replenished by, by the time, hey, I'm going to write something new again in the horror space. You know, so you're not like, you know, not working on the embers because you did something else that was so very, very strong. I think, I think just in a nutshell, though, 
a lot of writers talk to the same themes, you know, and you see that, especially in, in, in more emerging writers, you'll see that in their scripts, they're constantly writing the same theme. It may be a completely different world, but the theme is still there. And that's why it feels familiar too. It's yeah. always about a young girl. It's always about a guy. It's always about a mother. It's always about, and that's why it feels the same. Like they don't focus or, point of view from another person. They're so used to just writing about, you know, strong female women in their 20s. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Instead That's of- That's specific. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean it to be in a negative way. I was just was throwing something out. So you guys can give me all the boo-hoos you want. It was nothing intended. Um, <laughs> no, but but I, think, I think both of you have great points. It's like, try something different. Write something different. Write something from a different POV. You know, or if you're doing horror, maybe do like a family drama, like show range in POV and characters, you know, in theme, like sh show us more because we are are asking it not because we are being mean, but because we're excited to see what you can do. It's like a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. Right. I mean, I, I talk all the time about having your own point of view. And I know that I write underdog stories in the murder, death, kill world. And somehow, even though that's my thing, I still end up writing all this. I keep getting hired to write these historical projects, you know, because it's still about going back to my theme. So when I go back in the pitch, I'm always going, you know, I know you guys wanted to focus on this thing. Let me tell you how I would see it from my point of view. I would focus on the kid and here's why, you know? And they're like, wow, like we never thought about that. You know what I mean? And then boom, that's how I get a job, is I'm always telling them, I know what you wanted, but here's what I would do, right? Because I know what my strength is, and it still is in the underdog point of view. It's, it always is, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's the most apparent when it's from the person you didn't think it should be, you know what I mean? The person who was the second fiddle from your book, who came in a couple of scenes, I'm like, mm, actually, this could be their story, <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, sorry. What's um, next? Okay, next. So this was really interesting because I thought this was a standard and I discovered it was not a standard. <laughs> um, so this was a shock to me. Um, make sure you have a bio and a credit list and that your rep has it and it's updated. Um, for a bio, and I think this is really key, like tell us what makes it, you unique. Like don't be afraid to say, you know, I spent a year working, you know, in Brazil on a thing, right? Don't, you know, show us why you're not like every other 368 writers, you know, don't be afraid to put something personal in it and show us, show us what you bring to the table. Um, you know, and I think especially if you're a lower level and you might not have a huge credit list, that's fine, but then your bio really has to shine, um, really make it like, you know, why are you and you won't know this, the showrunner and the, and the producer, but like, why are you special? What POV are you bringing to the table? So like, you know, don't be afraid to put that thing, you know, for me, I minored in Russian literature. That's my mm. like unique, weird, but awesome thing, right? <laughs> you know, like, don't be afraid to throw that in there. If you love horses, if you play the ukulele, if you speak five languages, like show us something about yourself. And I was surprised how many people did not have a bio or credit list that was current. <laughs> here's, here's the problem with that, Rachel. And I mean, this, this, this is funny. We talk about this all the time on the show. 
everybody, we, I've said this a million times, everybody I've interviewed, whether it be on my show, the Writers Guild podcast, on panels at the Writers Guild, whatever, everybody who made it, made it on a story that everybody told them not to write. Everybody that I know, right? Now, rewind that back again. How do you find the thing that's special about you? Go back to the thing you want nobody to know about. Talk about how you've been divorced three times and you have six kids and whatever. Talk about your parents are an alcoholic and blah, 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 and that made me now, so now I never drink. Talk about how those are the things that's missing. That's, that's real story. You know what I mean? And that's why I found that I'm really lucky. I'm not afraid to I can't hear you, Harriet. Yeah, I lost you. Did I go out? Yeah, you went out. Oh, something went really loud by. So anyway, I was saying I'm not afraid to even make myself cry in a meeting. You know what I mean? Because I'm telling you a story about something that really happened to me as a child. I always tell people, if you go back to your childhood, you'll have a thousand stories to tell. Well, not me, but that's yeah, just... No, I don't. <laughs> but, but it's true. I think I think being vulnerable to your point and being honest and open is probably the thing that's going to add your unique P POV. That's going to add kind of what I call the spice mix to the room. Right? We don't want seventeen people who went to USC or Harvard. Right? That's not. I mean, at least for us, I can't speak to every showrunner, but because that happens. But like. We want different POVs. So, so being able to be open about it and, you know, and whatever that means to you is actually going to help. I was going to prep you for something. You have that story you talk about when you went on the meetings and, and somebody got out of you um, that point of view about your story. I don't know if that's what you're going to tell, but no, no. I mean, no, I mean, there, there is that, I mean, like, I mean, like a, like to, to the childhood stuff for me, for like at a certain time period, I can't even recall any of that. So that's not good for me to do. Um, I mean, you know, and 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 that's just my that's just my, that's this a problem. Just just maybe just too much trauma. And to me, he's, he's I a can't, problem child, Rachel. That's all. Yeah. So it's, it's, not, it's not stuff. From, it's not stuff that, that that I can accurately access. But I do know that. I mean, look, like. I wrote a lot of bios, you know, for mine, and I did them for other people, and I did them, for, you know, some job stuff before I was, you know, was doing this, and I was like, a lot of people think their bio has to be some sort of, like, some recitation that would be in the back of some annual report, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, no, absolutely not, like, you should write, I mean, what I did on mine, I changed mine to, like, tell a story. Like, I, I figured out, okay, wait a minute. Now, I am a writer. I'm supposed to be able to entertain you on the page, mm -hmm. right? How can I make the bio, like, tell a story about my life that sound, that's, that's got all these twists and turns and, oh, shit, oh, wow. Uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, as opposed to going, I went to this school. I did this. I did this. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know? I mean, and I felt like that. I, I remember when I was switching it up to get, it, get that right there's a few things that I was like, do I want to put that in there? Because that's fucked up. I was like, yeah, it's got to go in. It's got to go <laughs> it's gotta in. It's got to go in. You know, that's exactly um, what I'm talking about. Exactly and, what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, I mean it, uh, like right before the break in, in December, I met with this guy to talk about possibly doing this um, 
adapting his book. He's a former, like, case officer for the CIA. And, like, he had read my bio ahead of time. And he was like, and he was like shit, I'm surprised that you weren't a case officer from what you wrote. I was like, well, yeah, because that's what I wanted to, because that's what I wanted to convey. Um, and, and, it was, and, and it was telling a story about me. And that's, I think, hard for people to a degree because we hate to, this is so fucked up. It's like for in general, but it's like, we hate to talk about ourselves but we love to hear ourselves speak, right? <laughs> so it's like, but we would just ah, but okay. Take me. But the details about you and who you are are what is the, you know the, the the showrunner is because if you have stories that fit, for, I mean, look, you know how it is when you're on the show, you're trying to figure out like how does this scene work emotionally? Oh, mm-hmm. it's this dynamic. Oh, and I fucking know that because I did this in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, and and and, and it's like that's how you have to convey to the to the showrunner, you know, you can contribute to the show. Like you said, the, the, the family dynamics, right? Like everyone has got, you know, like, um, uh, there's, you know, pe- people's families are so fucked up. But just, just everyone's is in general. And, and, and the thing is, is that no one actually, not everyone, but it's hard to see the own problems in your own family because you're so used to it, you know? But you got to say to yourself, you know, what about my family that if I had mentioned this story to someone is going to be a problem, you know? I mean, I, but here's the thing, too, though, right? Here's the thing, too. Something that I was, you know, that, uh, you know, I'm teaching over at the, at the Beverly Hills Playhouse, you know, the directing stuff. And the, the one thing that, like, the main guy, he always says to the actors and stuff like that is, if there is a scene between a mother and a daughter or a father and a son, that shit has to be fireworks, you know, it has to be because why well, have it in the play if it's not, you know, and a, a play has less scenes than a movie. But it's interesting to think about that because that's the kind of stuff that you could say to yourself, where in my life is there a story that I told to my friends and they were fucking captivated because it was because that was the fireworks. You know, it was this it was this line he was saying today. He, he was like, the audience wants their candy, you know, so, mm-hmm. so you, you got to give them their candy. And mm-hmm. that is the story about your life. I mm-hmm. told the right way. But I also think, and then we can, you know, I feel like we could have a whole rant on bios. <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, and I know Latoya Morgan has talked about this and has a thread on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but here's the other thing, right? And you kind of touched upon it. The bio is another look into your life, right? In a way that the script doesn't have it. Use mm-hmm. it to tell something unique about yourself that can maybe, you know, you know, get the studio or the producer's showrunner's attention. Like it's another asset in your toolbox, right? It's another like, you know, because they're not gonna, they're not gonna reach out to meet you. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but like your bio actually can give you another level, another way in, in a couple paragraphs that you wouldn't have. Um, What's next? Um, okay, this again, super simple, or so I thought. I have some good stories on this one. Contact info. Oh my god! <laughs> for reals, for reals, for reals. Um, make sure you have your your correct reps info on the script, on IMDb, on Studio System, on your website, on your personal website. Um, if you don't have a rep, make sure you have a phone number and an email on your script. 
Um, I will tell you, there were some upper level writers who had wrong info on their own websites. What? Hand to God. Okay, look. Go ahead, finish your thought. Right, I was going to finish. So you guys know this. Staffing moves really fast. I mean, sometimes really, really fast. I mean, there were times where truly we were reaching out in the morning to set a meeting in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, it's weird. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. You kind of spend months reading and then and then, you know, it gets really fast. Like no one has time to hunt. No, like don't make us hunt for your reps info or your oh. info. Okay. No, it's terrible. So I'm going to talk to everybody right quick. Gather, gather around the fireplace right quick. Um, <laughs> there's some bullshit right here. Now, Rachel, you know this and Chris, you know this. We both have lots of writers who send us things all the time. I would say six out of 10 writers send me scripts with no contact information on it. And I don't know if it's the, the younger generation who are like, oh, I don't want people to know my business. Oh, I don't even want to put my name on Twitter or whatever. I'm abbreviated by this thing. You know, I go by this. I don't want them to see my name. I don't know what it is. But you are killing yourself in the foot by not having your, what did you just say? Your name and your contact information. That doesn't mean your full address. Just means your email and your number or something on there to contact. And it should be your reps if you have them. If you get to Rachel, you're going to need your reps. You know, <laughs> unless you know somebody and they send it to you. That's differently. Now, you got to realize that, and Rachel just said it, when they're in the middle of staffing, they don't have time. They spent months doing this. They didn't just start last week, you know, and especially when they get to the staff writers, they usually staff that person really fast. So you might push yourself right the fuck out by not putting in your contact information. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Double check. It's lazy to me. It's lazy. And have it be right. I mean, I can't yeah. tell you how many scripts had wrong info on it. Crazy. Which, and on people's personal websites, wrong info. Like, Make it easy for us to reach out and fucking ask for a meeting. Help us get like get you in the door. Yeah, Help it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, to me, it's like you know, you said here, it's like people. I mean, look, your email on your script needs to be one that you know that that you check like regularly, regularly. Like you know, l l like a couple times a day. Yeah. It should well, notify you, motherfucker. That's what it should do. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's that, you know, like, like the phone shouldn't be some sort of like, you know, like some specialized kind of like voicemail box. That's my I mean, mama phone. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there was someone told me the other day, there was a someone in the acting class told me the other day, she didn't realize that people don't use voicemail anymore because she got a call back on an audition and she called and said, hey, I'm available these days, blah, 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 blah. And then she never heard back. And then she called the person. She's like, what What happened? She was like, oh, I don't check my voicemail you should, like, until the weekends. You, like, you should have just, you should have just texted me, you know? And, really? And, yeah. And, and, and I business? was like, this is, this, is, this is for a show. This is for a show. And, it was, and I'm, I'm kind of like, that's the thing. It's like, if you, ha if, if you have a number, that is going to have a voicemail or something like that, you got to check it regularly. You can't, like, wait three or four days. You can't mm -hmm. think people are going to text you because texting someone feels like it's a very... It actually feels a lot more personable to text someone than it is to call someone 
you know, like or leave a voicemail now because you see it immediately. Whereas the phone, you can just you, you will, people will always hit ignore on the phone, but they won't do that on a text. Uh, but in, in terms of stabbing happening fast, I mean, fuck yeah. I mean, for, for me, I remember they called me on like a Wednesday. They were like, hey, so can you meet with the guys, the showrunners tomorrow? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm fucking available tomorrow. <laughs> shit. You know, so I bet you spent all night watching all those shows, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, just keep your head back in that space. I had watched the shows before and I didn't have time then because I was, I was working. I didn't have time. But the crazy thing was, but but again, it's but you know it came it came down for the offer. They called on a Thursday. No, 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 no. The showrunner and I had been talking on uh, Twitter, you know, because I met him and I said I'm just stay in touch with blah, blah. And he, he hit me up at like midnight on a Thursday, and he was like, "Who are your reps?" You know, and I hit him back. And first call at like it was it was nine o'clock on Friday. My rep saying, "Hey, so it was a call from so and so legal." And they want you to start on Monday. It was yeah. like that fast. Like they make they make a call, they make a decision that quickly. So oh, yeah. my favorite call, by the way, business affairs. That's yeah. the call. You business affairs. Yeah. But, but, but that's the point. It's like shit moves really fast. So like make it fucking easy. Easy, easy mm -hmm. as hell. You know. Like that was that was. I will be honest. That was the shocker of shockers for me. I was like, dude, update your own website, yo. Like I don't. <laughs> what's happening here? Like I don't. Very confusing. Um, okay, moving on. So, so this was this is I will say is probably unique to me and the showrunner because we did want to read everyone. This probably doesn't work for other people who wanted to keep the list small. For us, if you hear about a staffing job and you have no reps and you think you are truly a perfect fit, take your shot. Reach out to the producers explaining why you think you might be a perfect fit. Not all producers will want to hear this or showrunners, but some will. We certainly did. And specify very clearly why you think you are the perfect fit. However, don't actually attach the script in the original email because <laughs> that will get you deleted. Very clean email to say why you think you're perfect. Can you send the script? And only if they write back yes, then send the script. Um, yes. Again, I, I will kind of caveat with that is that probably that's not for all showrunners, but it doesn't hurt for you to take your shot. If you know why you're perfect, if you can talk about it, the worst they do is say no, right? Take a shot. You have to advocate for yourself. But here's what you just said earlier, Rachel. You guys want the script to be great. You want the person to be the person you want to bring into the room. So I don't think there's any showrunner, just my opinion, and I know almost all of them, I don't think there's any showrunner in Hollywood that does not, if they're in the middle of staffing and somebody hits them in some strange email or tweet or whatever, like, hey, I know you're in the middle of staffing. Let me tell you this special thing about myself, which is why I should be writing on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your show's about, you know, somebody in prison. My dad was in prison 16 years of my life. I was there every weekend. I know a lot about this. Whatever it is, you know what I mean? Tie that shit in. And you might be surprised. Somebody might go, what? I need somebody who's actually lived it in my yeah. room. I mean, look, we read, I got an email from a woman who, I'm not going to go into the details, but she mm -hmm. listed out why specifically she wasn't read, but she's like, I hear this is what you're looking for. Here's what I am. Would you read me? And we said yes, right? right. Like, because I think, I think to your point, and, and 
again, I do think most showrunners want a great room. They want people, they like everyone wants a great room. They want people that will make the show great, yep. right? But be very specific, right? And short and concise. Short and concise. <laughs> no um, script. You know, <laughs> no script because that will get you deleted. You need yeah. a you need someone to say yes. But like take the shot. You might as well. Sorry, Chris. No, 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 no. I got nothing to say. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for um, Okay. So this 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 got a lot of like weird flack, but you know. <laughs> um just just gonna say it. Social presence, you know, if you have a website. Make sure it works. Make sure it has the correct contact info. Make sure it's not a dead site. You know, if we go to your site, even if it's just your contact info, that's fine. But again, I think going to a dead site goes back to our earlier conversation about caring. If you don't care about your own work, why are we going to care? Right? And I think it kind of ties into the spelling thing of it's not little. It's about caring. Um. Also, I would say, you know, this kind of ties into the bio conversation. Think about joining Twitter and Insta, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, it shows people another side of yourself, right? Um, two, and I'm a big believer in this, like being part of the writer community is how everyone gets jobs. Truly. It's yeah. everyone talking Especially to everyone. Especially now. 100%. Yes. Yeah. You know, so being part of the writing community, showing a little bit that's different, like the bio, showing a bit about yourself. Um, you know, we definitely looked up everyone, you know, and saw what they were. Oh, most- wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, you can't go past that one. Okay, well, that's important. Go ahead, finish, yeah. finish, finish, finish. I was going to say, I was going to say, there is a flip of this because think <laughs> about what you're posting. Yes. Because you know, a we look. B, no one wants to hire someone, or at least I'll say this, I can't speak to no one. I certainly didn't want to hire anyone that was shitting on other people's shows and being negative, forgetting all the real bad stuff. I mean, I'm, you know, that's that's an obviously no-go, but I think, I think truly everyone tries to make a great show, right? So no one goes in being like, let's make something bad. Let's, like, ruin this this idea so like think about what you're posting and like i believe there's no reason to be negative if you didn't like a show maybe just don't post about it gonna throw that out there okay i mean go ahead chris i agree i mean i i look if you have your critiques about stuff i would kind of limit it just to movies because there's, there's the less opportunity that somebody you know like, wrote that movie or directed that movie, you know, who's going to turn around and... You'd be surprised, and, Chris. You'd be surprised. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying, I, I said there's less opportunity, not there's no opportunity, that there's someone who wrote some movie that you that you didn't like from the 80s, you know, is is going to hire you to, you know, who's going to work on the staff here right now. But, but I mean, that's what I mean. But look, but I say, like, like even then, you know, like, nobody... Like outside of the circle that created a movie or a TV show, like knows what the compromises were to make that, and yeah. so therefore there's certain things that you, like maybe even as a showrunner, like didn't want to do, but you kind of had to do because it was like there's no more money right now, and the star is saying this, and the network wants this, so I have to kind of like, I, so I, I I have to like thread that needle, 
Or if you're making a movie, the same thing happens. Like something could happen where someone could get hurt or, or, or that location gets lost or something gets rained out and we got to like shoot it again or, you know, or just or back in the day, like, you know, like the film could have got ruined to the lab for that day, you know, or just, or even now to simply get messed up on, on the DIT. I mean, like you have no idea like what happened to actually get that final, like, like that final, the final thing for the audience to see. You know, um, and you also don't know like what the rush is to do because if you have this release date that's set in stone, which and and that could be for the movie or it could be like the TV show, like it's coming out every week. You know, there's no hey, we, hey, we take two weeks off because we fucked up. There's nothing that that just doesn't happen. You know, compromises get made and and everyone just has to live with it. You know, and so therefore to to criticize work, you know, is just like. I, I mean, look, you can have your opinion and, 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 and you cannot like it, but I think there's a way to express like your dissatisfaction that is not negative, you know, or, totally you know, I mean, or not say anything. Look, or like, just there's text your friend. Just text your friend. Just text your friend. Yeah, look, 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 there's tons of shit that come out. People be loving. I'm like, God damn it. What? I don't say anything about it. I, I, I need to clarify. I need to clarify something. So. Hear me out. This is my opinion, by the way. So all this is Hilliard's opinion. Um, for me, as you know, anybody who follows me, I don't say anything negative on pos- on on what the fuck is it called? Social media at all. That's just me. Politics, movies, TV. I don't say shit. Right now, and here's my reason why. Exactly, I know that somebody like Rachel, who knows me, is staffing. And she is constantly looking at everybody's thing going, Mm-mm, I ain't bringing them in my room. I see it. I know it, right? Because a lot of my showrunner friends, as soon as they're staffing, they're going, let me look up Chris and see what the fuck you're talking about. Let me make 100%. sure, let me make sure he ain't negative. Because what they're doing, it's, it's much more deeper than, oh, I'm, I'm just talking about politics. It ain't none of their business that I'm talking about politics. Yeah, but if you're the type of person that's always going, fuck Trump, blah, 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 this and this and this, I'm going, is he the type of person when he leaves my show is going to be going, that dude was an asshole. Let me tell you how he was. It's more. It's deeper than that. So for me, you don't see no negative things from me. And when I go in Clubhouse, if it's a negative room, I'm out. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm out. I'm not involving myself in that. Because I do, and I think people forget this. Everyone tries to make something good. You don't spend years of your life trying to make something bad, right? Shit right. happens, right? right? That's just when you're in the business, you know, there's always a compromise. At some point, there's a compromise. Probably millions every day, right? So right. I think to me and to your point, like, we're all looking, you know? And it's, by the way, it's just as easy to talk about something that you love, right? Yeah. Like, like, if you love a show, fucking go for it, Right. Text your friend your negative shit. Start a private text chain, right? <laughs> like, you know, and again, like, I, I, you know, this is a personal opinion of one, but I think for me, I really want good people who are going to work hard to make the best show we can make, right? And if you're being mean on someone's show, you have no idea what compromise they were forced to make. Yep. So, like, shitting on someone's show for something you don't know, why? Well, I mean, look, I'm going to say this. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Chris, Chris has a difference of opinion. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I, this is a little caveat. You know what? 
Don't even be texting your friends shit that's really <laughs> fucked up because that shit might get screenshotted. You know, yeah. you know, fucking use um, got receipts. Yeah, you know, like uh, use Telegram with the little self destruct. <laughs> with, with, with some real dangerous shit you gotta say. This, I, it's, you read it, it's done in three seconds. I, yeah, that's yeah, that's, I mean, cause I mean, look, look, we we keep seeing it. Motherfuckers yeah. texting people shit and it shows up. Full text blast. This is what you said. I, I will so. tell you this. You know, and my husband's a lawyer. Well, and, you know, when he started dating, he's like, look, you got to assume everything is going into discovery. So yeah. don't put that. If it can if it can be discovered, don't don't write it down. And I always think about <laughs> that of like, to your point, text can be screenshot, like emails can be recalled, like. You know, and I think I think truly everyone wants people who, and you know this, you guys are in rooms, who are going to work their ass off to make a great show because that's the fucking point. Right. And be positive and, like, be, be in the trenches together, right? And, like, people want to know they're going to war <laughs> with people who, like, are good people who have their back who aren't going to leave the room and talk shit. Facts. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what we got? Okay. Last, and then we're going to move to the meeting. Um, but, like, this is the biggest thing, and, and I mentioned this little build-your-writer community. Outside of everything, like, honestly, showrunners and producers are personally reaching out to their friends. We want personal recs. Those scripts will go to the top of the pile. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people we personally reached out to. Like, that is actually how most people get jobs. So, like, take your time, especially now when everyone's at home doing nothing, mm -hmm. and build that writer community because that's how you're going to hear about jobs. I can't agree with this any more than what you just said. I mean, people don't realize just because you have a meeting with a showrunner doesn't mean that that's it. So what I would do, I go on the said meeting, and then I call Latoya Morgan. I'm like, girl, I just had a meeting with your boy over there from Walking Dead. Can you let him know I'm the shit? And she'd be like, I got you. You know what I mean? That's what you got to be doing. But it's that's how I got my job. That's how I got my that's, job. That's the whole point I'm saying. You know, because yeah. I, I mean, look, I met with a big showrunner in January of last year. I know him for a long time, and we, I, but you know, we were talking, and he said, "If you need, you know, any help, just hit me up." You know, then then six months later, I met with his boy. And the first thing I did when I, was, I we I, we met on the Zoom. The, the the minute I got off the Zoom, I wrote an email said, "Hey, I met with your boy. Can you just tell him not a nut?" Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and he came back and he said, "You know, I just talked to him, and he and he, and he's really impressed by you." I was mm -hmm. like, "Boom, that was it." You know, but, but you know, now the thing is, if you're young and you knew, you might not be able to to have those you know those people to call. You know. I mean, like you know, just some people who want Emmys and just hey, can you call blah blah. blah. But, but, but you know that there's someone you can call who might know someone who can make a call. You know, because that happened to me just the other day. It's just like you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's a big movie producer, and because um, I'm talking, I'm talking to him about this movie that I'm trying to do, and he was like, hey, can you talk to this this buddy? He's a writer guy that I brought out here from like Missouri. Just sit down and talk to him, you know? And I was like, sure, you know, I can't really, you know, I mean, look, I'm a staff writer. I can't, like, get him hired. But he and I were talking, he's telling me the people that he met, and I was like, oh, I know him, and I'm actually really good friends. I've been in his house to have dinner. So I can talk to him that way, 
You know, he's like, would you? It was like, no problem, no problem. So there's always people that you know who are like this, you know, like the, the man next to the man kind of thing, you know, or to, you know, like, 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 you know, you have to figure that out, you know, and it's, and it's, it's not always, always six degrees. It's always yeah. six degrees in some way. Yeah. You just and, don't know it. You do your research and you'll figure it out. Yeah. I, I will say, oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, I was, just last thing. I mean, yeah. it's not always people who are um, above you, you know, yep. the people who are, who, who are at your level people you should be I mean like they might know someone else who's really big you know like they they, they all do like everyone does so here's the thing I'll add to that before you jump in Rachel an assistant can put in a good word for you people don't think they could talk to the assistant if an assistant was my friend they could they're in the room with them all day all they could do is say oh by the way I know you're meeting with my friend Chris dude he's awesome that's nothing for them to do that nothing go ahead Rachel I, I was but I was gonna kind of talk about that like Everyone is so connected. How you treat reps assistants, how do you treat, well, you know, in the before times receptionists, like you never know who knows someone. And it kind of goes back to the Twitter and the stuff like everyone wants to hire good people, you know, like for us, for our staff writer, she had, had never staffed in a show, but she had developed ironically with someone that both me and the show runner knew. And we got an email from that director being like, dude, I love her. She's great. And that means a lot, right. right? Like put in that effort to build your community at every level, right? It doesn't have to be from, I love that we keep bringing poor Latoya into this conversation, right? <laughs> She's a superstar. She's a Latoya superstar. So, right. right? It's going to be like, is this show about me? Um, but it, it can be from an assistant. It can be from someone at your level. Like you never know. Like if we would get an email from like, hey, you know, I I know you from here or whatever. Like this person is great. Agreed. Awesome. I love that we're all agreed. Okay, <laughs> and it's in the meeting part. That's Tears <laughs> of me. Um. So you get a meeting. Great. Here here's some thoughts on meetings, guys. <laughs> you, you get a meeting. <laughs> enthusiastic. Tell us, like, what excites you? What character excites you? What did you connect with? What did you find interesting? Like, I don't know if someone told writers to play it cool. I'm not. I'm not sure. But like, <laughs> that was some choices of people we met. You know, like, tell us what you're excited about. Showing enthusiasm, you know, is not a bad thing. And I know. I know, you know, like, well, what if I'm an introvert? You can still show excitement about the show. You know, you don't need to have jazz hands. Yeah. But, like, saying, like, ev- find a way to show how much you care about the show. And, and I always find that I always, there are, I'm a moments person. So there's moments in the script that I go, oh, I would love to have written that moment, Right. So I'll remind them of those usually. I'll start there and I'll be like, in this character, that's the underdog. This is why I, I really love this character. I cannot wait to write that person. You know what I mean? Or that character, whatever. But I always talk about, like, there's a moment where you did this thing where the character does this thing in this cool little situation. We have not seen that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen it. I watch a lot of TV. And I'm like, you nailed it. And I'll talk to him just like this. You know what I mean? And to me, I think that's super important to talk about enthusiasm, you know, and I'll say to them, I'm like, I cannot wait to get in the room and have fun with that character. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm going to have a ball, right? I could write that person in my sleep. I could tell 
just by the way you put it on the page, oh my God, you know, whatever it is, but I'm not afraid to be excited about it. Well, you know? what is really good. And then Chris, I know you want to say something. I can sure. see it, but like what I love <laughs> about that, it shows that you actually read the script by oh. talking about something specific. And I'm going to, yes. I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but like being able to pinpick a moment is like, oh, they read it. They read it. They thought about it and they're excited. And they got it. And they got it. Yes. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I mean, the situation I had was a little different because the showrunner was coming on to the show and it was second season and he was new. And so I couldn't talk about, I talked, but here's the thing that's interesting though, right? He had done another show that I fucking love the soundtrack on, that I mm. use the soundtrack on to rights all the fucking time. Right. And I told him that in the beginning of the thing. I said, dude, before we do anything, I'd tell you this. You know, <laughs> I love the soundtrack on that show. Can you give me a CD for that? Because, I mean, you know, he was like, of course, of course. Mm. He was like, what do you mean? The movie? No, 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 no. The show, this, you know, like, you know, the third track, the fourth. He was like, oh, so I knew it very well to talk to him about it. And he was like kind of shocked because he was like, no one's ever told me that before. They, they listened <laughs> to the music of my show. I was like, why not, dude? Because your shit is dope. I mean, but the thing is, it, but the, the thing is, I think what you're saying, Hillary, just right, is that you you can't like your person the personality you display in that meeting is what they're expecting of you in the room so you so you can't so you shouldn't try to like hide who you are because if you like you said Risa, if you, if you have jazz hands and you know, blah, blah 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 you you know what don't hide that because if you come in the room and, and that's not how you are, they're like, exactly. they're like, motherfucker, look at your hands. What, what the hell? You know? And, 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 now, that, that, but the thing Rachel. is, yeah, <laughs> the thing is, if that's how you talk, do it. You know, right. don't be afraid. To, again, it's like, it's just like the bio. It's like you're in that meeting. You can't be laid back and chill because you can't be laid back and chill in the room. You know? I mean, you can't. It's, when it gets hard, everyone's like going, fuck, like, we don't know the answer. You know? <laughs> um, it, it, hey, I Rachel, mean, let me, let me ask you a question, just piggybacking off of that. Now, as we all know, just in the last year, you know, we've been, in, you know, on these Zooms and stuff, you know, doing, you know, staffing shows. It's very, very difficult. There is, there is definitely, I would totally wish we all were here in the office like we usually are, <clears throat> but we're in a different time. You know what I mean? And so that must have been definitely a new, now we're all on Zoom all, all day, but still interviewing people on Zoom and feeling like you get them and you see their knee tapping or you see whatever the thing, the, twi the tweaks that they have or isms is all gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sure, fair, but I will tell you this. I think you can really, I still think you can get, I'm not saying you're going to get 100%, but you're going to get 80%, okay. you know, right? Like, is it perfect? No. But, you know, we were spending an hour with writers, which is a long time. I mean, you're going to get to know someone and, and see if they're really engaged, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think this, to answer your point, I think this will tie into what I didn't tweet, but I thought about tweeting, but I'll tell you, <laughs> your, your audience. Tell them, girl. You know? <laughs> It moves fast. You still got to do the reading and the research. Yes. You know, like it could be call in the morning, afternoon. The truth of the matter is, if you haven't done your research, we'll know. Like, yeah. 
It, you look horrible walking in the room or even on Zoom talking about, yeah, yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I plan to. You're going to look crazy. Correct. I don't care if you got it last night. You should have fucking read it. Or that day because cause here's the truth of the matter, and you guys know this. In a room, you can be like, shit, we need to do this overnight. That happens, right? And that word could give a note. You could be on deadline. Shit like this happens all the time. You know, and I know I know it sounds unfair, but it kind of ties into the enthusiastic thing. And how do you read someone, right? right. Like we'll we'll know if you didn't if you didn't do the reading. <laughs> like like teacher, right? Like it, it's it's not a perfect system, but you will a hundred percent know if you actually are excited about the show. Yes. You can't hide that. I totally agree. Um you know. I, I was surprised at the people who didn't do the reading. Well, I mean, look, there's a lot. I mean, it's like, you know, you have to read the scripts. You got to read the notes. You got to read the notes because... Sometimes it's based off a comic book. You better read that shit. At least one or two of them. Well, yeah, the well, the, but yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, but what I'm saying is in terms of like when you're in the room and you're going on, I mean, look, the, the writers isn't sending you the room notes, you know, like in the, in the evening. You better have those read before the next room because... You just have, it's just like, because the thing, you don't want to sit around and waste your energy trying to write down notes in the room because someone's doing that. So just be focused and think about, and think about the problem. Don't think about what, oh, someone said this, you know, unless it's a big point that, that you, I mean, you can write some stuff. Down. I mean, I write things down or ideas that I have, but it's like when the notes come in, you, then you can, at least for me, I can go back and play the whole conversation that would happen in the room. Just like reading, oh, he's talking this. Oh, remember he said this, and and, and it made me think of this. And blah, blah, blah. and it's like so you got to do all that reading. You got to do all that reading. And when, and when the scripts night. come in, third, fourth, you know, the buff, the red, the golden rod. It's like they're making yeah. these little <laughs> changes, you know, that you know that just you should need to read. You know, be, be, be to be aware of, but particularly if, you, if you're gonna like cover set, you know, or or or, or watch the dailies, you know, or like I said earlier about. You know the thing with the, the the spelling, and it's like, hey, do you remember in like we changed that line in episode two right. on like the fucking on, on the fucking salmon draft. Remember we, and mm -hmm. it's, you know, and it, and it ripples because you have to you have to do all that. You know, there's a lot. But but that's the point. Is like, and you guys know this, the room moves fast, right? It moves slow and fast, right? It goes back to the yeah. hurry up and wait. But like, there's shit that's gonna happen overnight in an afternoon. You know, like you have to be on it, and and in staffing, it's the same. Like you might have a comic book and a book and a notes and the like, but you gotta do the reading, even if it's fast, right? Because ultimately, that ability you're gonna need for the room. Yeah, yeah. That's just the yeah. fucking truth, right? Like that's yeah. the truth, right? And I know, I know, I'm gonna hear some fans being like, but you know, we have lives and jobs. I'm like, I know. I know. No, 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 no. I mean, no. I mean, here's the thing. Not when you see that first check. You'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 up all night, check. Exactly. <laughs> no, th that's the thing. The, the thing is, you're getting paid to, you're getting paid so your time is for, for your time. Yeah. As well as your creativity. So, you know, I mean, and also, and, and also, it's like, you know, Sometimes like the room breaks, and the producer, the co-producer is like, you know, what I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do so I have it ready, you know, for the afternoon session. Like, there people are working when you're not meeting. 
You know, the upper levels are working. They're working Correct. overnight. They're working on the weekends, nights, weekends. Yeah. Doing all this stuff because it's like we, like you said earlier, we have to get a good show, and it moves fast. I mean, it, it is a lot of it is like I mean, you've been there, just there's talking, 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 talking. They, they break a point, and then you know, and then five ideas come off of that. What if we did this? 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 You know, and it's not really like that anyone is like, is like is like governing the direction of the show, that episode story. They want to hear all the ideas and, and hear as many ideas as possible to decide which is the best one to roll with, you know? So, and, and, and that's the, so you gotta be able to think fast. You gotta be able to think fast, you know? So that kind of, yeah, that kind of, it, it, this all ties in. It's all one mm -hmm. big conversation, but I'm going to pretend it's different points. So, do your reading and have show pitches ready, you know, and some showrunners won't ask for legal reasons and some will, but like it, again, it shows caring. It shows excitement. It shows that if you're going to go away for a night, you're going to come back with an idea. Right. And like, to me, it's like, have them ready. Right. And, and ask and say, Hey, I thought about this. Right. Like, and again, some showrunners may be like, I don't want to hear it. Right. Like, you know, but like, you got to be prepared for the showrunner who's like, no, pitch me something, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me, tell me what excites you, right? Tell me about where you're thinking with the character or storyline. And I think it goes back to like, shit sometimes moves fast. And we want people who are going to contribute, right? I think that's the big thing, right? Everyone from the staff writer to the upper level to the show, everyone's better, better be contributing, right? So like, have something to say. You know, being silent in a room is not helping anyone. And this it's is the worst. Wrong. No, no, no. It, it, I, like <clears throat> the the, the worst. I take what I what I hate. What I hate is is like, and I, and I just say this mockingly, but it's like, you know, there is the hierarchy of the room. You know, like sure. so 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 when the upper levels are talking, you know, I can't interrupt them. You know, I just, I just was, that's not good. What I don't like is, is, is that it's like, I have an idea to, to solve something and they're talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. I'm like, if I could just, you know, if I could just, hey, here's the solve, you know, but because they're talking, you know, there's not that opportunity and then they solve it, you know, because they get to it, you know, and it's like, ah, so now what I got to say to that, you, you, you have to keep thinking about, okay, yep. so how do I contribute? To today, and it can't just be one point. So you got to keep thinking, like stay, like stay ahead of the room, stay ahead of what's happening, you know. So 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 that you can talk, you know. I mean, but you know, for a while, you know, like I was concerned about that. I was like, well, you know, like I mean, certain days just things would come in, and and I'd be kind of lost in where we were in the room because of the way we we're doing stuff this season. And I reached out to my buddy David Goyer. I said, hey man, I I I like. How does this kind of work, and 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 what should I be concentrating on? And he was like, "Well, he's like, look, there's two things you, you have to think about, right? There's writers who are great in the pitch, and there's writers who are great on the page. You know, you don't have to be, you know, like contributing every day just because you think you need to be, need to, if that you're going to deliver on the page all the time. You know, yeah. so it, it, I mean, and it's like, you know, that's the thing. But he, but he was like, you know, but but, but make sure that you that you get that you get at one or the other. You know, like like don't be bad." And fish, you know, you know, and fuck up on the page too, because then it's like, well, we wasted our money on you. But see, <laughs> that, we're not coming back. Right, but that goes back. Did we lose you, Rachel? You still there? No, I'm okay. here. You just froze a little on my end. Um, but that goes back to what Rachel was talking about earlier: is about 
building that room. <clears throat> like on my last show, we were, um, everybody in the room was strong at everything. <laughs> everybody, you know, and that's not the case on every show. You know, there really are some people who are like structure and they make the jokes or the whatever the thing is. And like everybody could be doing their own show. Whenever anybody was up at the board, they fucking killed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Staff writer on up. You know what I mean? And so um, um, the other, I was just going to add to that one little thing that you said about um, coming in and having some pitches prepared. So what I always encouraging writers to do is when you're when you're reading the script, like nowadays, now that we're all on Zoom, <clears throat> I've seen this a couple of times when 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 networks send you the script ahead of time before you go on your showrunners meeting, it's it's in like a not a Google it's like a Google Doc or something, but you can't open it. You can open it, but you can only read it. Right. And you can't you can't download it or anything. So usually it used to be you could download it, you can you can highlight it, you can do whatever you want to. Now you can't do anything. So I'm like, go through it, page seven, write your notes down. Here's my pitch, what I would do with this character. Just start going through it now. You know, so when you get the meeting, it's like in your head, it's kind of like highlighting. You know, right, you, right. you had to read it twice. You know what I mean? So that's my habit that I do. So whenever I have a meeting, I got at least a page or two of notes, you know, and I can pick pitches from the notes because they're just spin off on things. You know what I mean? So that's my thought. And I think to your point, Chris, you're right. There is a hierarchy of the room. All those things are true. But I can tell you this. Everyone wants people from the writer's assistant to the upper level who contribute in some way, yes, right? Yes, yes, so, for sure. So if you're not a pitcher, talk about structure, right? You still got to show what you're bringing to the table in that meeting, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know anyone, I, again, this could be personal, but I don't know anyone who wants people, who wants to spend money on people that aren't contributing somehow. Mm. <laughs> like I don't, it's it's too much money. It's too much money. It is too much money. Like, yeah, it can go on screen. You know, I don't have to hire yeah. you. I don't have to hire a writer. I just put it on screen somewhere. Hey, I got more money because because there's a finite budget per episode, and they're like it's breaking down this way. Oh, if he's not there, she's not there. Then we could do, you know, there's more visual effects. Yep. You know, so I, I think you are correct, but I do think everyone wants to hire people who they know are going to contribute it. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, well, you have to. I mean, I mean, I mean, and, and my point is, I'm not saying to you, it's, I'm, I'm, my point about a contributor is, is that you have to be aware that you need to contribute every day. Like, you, like, like I mean, I mean, don't say something just to be saying something, but like, okay, you know, I got to be like, like, it's, it's you, like, you have to add value when you open your mouth. You know, like you just kind of have to do that. Um, and I think that it, it, I think some people I know, you know, are, are, have told me that it's like, well, how do I do that? I was like, well, then you really got to think about the show a lot. Think about the show every day a lot. Or like you're saying in the meeting, okay, look, I read the script two or three times before you meet with the showrunner so you can add value. So you can demonstrate how you can add value to the room every day. Because well, it, you know, because because so, some days are easy, and and the days that are not are really not. Yeah, you know? I just like, I just want to add, like last year I was starting to work on this show, I was I was running this room, and I remember when I was meeting all the writers who were going to be on in the room, there was this one kid who I thought was just gonna kill it, and 
he was he was a former actor who's now a writer and blah blah blah. And I was like, this dude's amazing. I could tell whenever we talk about this thing, he's gonna be the shit. We started the room and he was just quiet. Like all I was like, what happened to that dude I interviewed? You know? So I was like, I have to figure out a way to pull that out of him. I have to figure out a way. You know, Chris, I'm good at that. And I was <laughs> like, hmm. So I just called him out. But in a positive way, I was like, I was like, hey, such and such. You know, I was thinking about this thing. You know, I got some I got some homework for you I want you to do. Remember in the meeting you told me that thing about that? What if we added that to the story? And he was like, oh, and they woke him up, you know? And all of a sudden, the next day he came back and he was like, I got something. And he had like 10 things. I was like, that's the dude I was talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta, yeah. sometimes, sometimes the showrunner has to help you bring it out of you. You just don't know how to do it yet. You know. For sure, and those are totally fair. But in the meeting, you the meeting, have something yeah. to talk about, right? Good. Make sure you have something specific to say in that meeting. Uh, okay, three, write a thank you email. Super easy. Write a lovely thank you email. Yeah. You can send it to your agent, they can forward it. It's not that big of a deal. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. But again, I think it kind of, and seeing the theme of the show, it's about caring, right? Yeah. It's showing you care. Right. And it matters. Right. Um, that one's easy. But again, you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, and I think the last thing is like and, and this we've talked about a lot. Just be yourself to your point. Like, Hillard, it's like you never know what the mix is. You never know what someone's looking for. You never know the thing. But like pretending to be someone you're not is not going to help you because then there's there's. 20, 30, 40 weeks in a room where you gotta, <laughs> you gotta like. You can't fake that. It's too much to fake. You have to come in and be you and be you. And I mean, because if, if you know, you come in with the fake accent because you think it's gonna be cool, you better do the <laughs> fake accent every fucking day. It's gonna be hard to do. It's gonna be hard to do. You, you know, it's just, you can't, it's, 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 it's that. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's an extreme version, but that's what it is. Like, you can't come in and be, and be talking like you're a Brit and not be a Brit, and then because there's gonna be some moment that you can get tired and you'll lose the accent, and then was gonna be like, "What the fuck is? What is wrong? Who, who is this?" You know. But it's so, true. It's like it's a long time in the room and long hours, right? And like you're gonna break if it's a fake character and you don't know what someone is looking for. They might want someone more cerebral or more jazz hands, like you don't know, right? Yeah. But like, if you come in just being yourself and having something to say and being enthusiastic, like that's the best thing. And obviously reading the materials, mm -hmm. um, they can't see my face, but you guys can see my face. Like <laughs> that's the best thing It's just be who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I just, I just second that, you know, a hundred percent. There's, there's nothing else to say to that one. That's common sense. <laughs> I mean, again, you'd think. <laughs> well, there's no, but see, we're telling you this because you, you know what it's like. It's like if you pick up like a, if you pick up like a hair dryer, and it says on there, "Don't use this under running water." You know, like, you know, like so many questions seeing you about the hair dryer. Like, yeah. what are you using it every day? No, but I mean, I've had people who me use hair who use hair dryers, and you read that thing on there, and you kind of like, oh, the tag, the tag stays on. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, why is this a warning? Like, motherfucker, you know, don't put the damn hair dryer under the water. Don't, don't use it in the tub. 
Who knows? Not, I mean, who would do that? Some people got to get told. Some people got to get told because they're not thinking. Well, so I no fake think, accents. I also think there's a lot of bad advice out there, which is what I realized. Like, there's a lot of, you know, and I don't know how it started, but I realized... Like, someone on Twitter hit me back being like, someone told me to never put my contact info on a script. And I was like, what? How are we going to find you? Like, literally. Like, how? How is someone going to call you? And I realized there's bad fake news out there. Right. That's horrible. That's um, someone, like, you know what? That's someone trying to steal your material. Don't put your contact <laughs> on there. Because it's like, well, we'll just take this because you didn't put your name on it. So we don't know <laughs> what this is. That's wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, someone tweeted that back to me. And I was like, "Huh? What? Who, Who told you that? that? <laughs> Who told you that? There's some bad fucking advice." Like, I was thinking about. Sorry, sorry. Get ready. Go ahead. Finish. No, no, no. I was gonna say, don't was, put your home thinking, address, but fucking put your fucking way to get in touch with you. Like your number or your email. It's all you need. It's not that deep. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a rep. And if you have a rep, then you can put all their stuff on there. Or even then, you could just put their, their your rep's name and just their email or the number, whatever. Anyway, I was just thinking about something you were talking about, about being yourself. And, and about getting bad information. Because Chris and I know this from being writers for over 20 years, both of us, is that you literally will hear people say, oh, well, I was taught as a staff writer that I should be quiet and listen. So I wonder if, and I've thought about this many times, if sometimes when writers go to their meetings, their interviews, that they think they have to be quiet there too. That's not the place. That's not the place. This is your place to shine. This is how you have to stand out. They're meeting 30 other people for this position. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is your time to be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm the dude. Well, I'm the girl. I mean, but, but, but I think the thing about the staff writer to be quiet, like, you know, like that, that uh, advice. Like even in the room, I don't know how it is everywhere. I know that that for mine, this like you know, like the social owners, they were like you know, um, I mean, they said there's no hierarchy in terms of like you know, like best idea wins, you know. And to me, what I was saying earlier is it's one of those things where, like like where it's like you know. I don't want to interrupt them. Like, like if the supervisor producer is talking, you know, you know, I can't go, hey, stop, let me tell you, you know, like that's not, the showrunner could do that, but that's not my place to do that, you know? And so it's always about like, you just, just trying to, like, like looking for the opening. Because the, the minute is opening, talk, talk, hey, hey, have you, but, but have something good to say, you mm -hmm. know, and make sure that it's on topic and you're not trying to like bring up something that got like, you know, shot down or some <laughs> shit like that. I mean, there's there's a lot you gotta like figure out to do, but but you just can't be quiet. You just can't just sit there because that. I mean, that's not why you were hired. You know, and people wanted to hear, you know, like your thoughts and your voice and you know just and and just like your perspective on what's happening. Um, but Rachel nailed it. When they're staffing, they're looking for people who are gonna be able to jump in and throw pitches around. So if you're quiet. Yeah. They're automatically going, he's too quiet for me. Yeah. He's too quiet for me. I need somebody who's going to jump in and pitch and, you know, be a part of the team. You know, yeah. somebody, somebody with ideas, somebody who's quick on their feet. Although, and if you're quiet, it, it at least doesn't look like you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and look, to be clear, and we all know this, you've got to figure out the room, especially on Zoom. You can't interrupt the show. Winner. All those things are true. 
But in the meeting, fucking not the place yeah. to be shy, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. like, be who you are and have ideas, right? Like, and yeah, you're going to figure it out in the room. But like the meeting, when it's just you and two other people usually, have at it, right? Indeed. Like, that's not that's not the place to be meek. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. What, what else we got on there? That's Can it. That's my, like, was that helpful? That's, that's oh, my, that was like, like, break a leg. Like, <laughs> that's that's good. what I now, got. Now you're ready to be staffed. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but again, like, I think you asked, like, why did I write this? Is, like, I think I wrote it because I realized that's, there's bad info out there that someone's going around saying nonsense things or it's a myth that like circulated, right? Or, or whatever happened. And I was like, you know, this business is so hard. Don't make it harder. Right. That's <laughs> a good point. It's a very good point. Do not make it harder because That's I mean, good. but it didn't, I mean, I mean, you know, a lot of it, what you were saying is there's bad information. You should be trying to do, some research and but also you know if you have reps don't be afraid to ask your rep stuff you know don't be afraid to show your your ignorance on something because it's it's it's, it's better to ask for clarification than for free because people people if because because if you don't ask people are going to assume that you know and if you don't know and then you're asked to do something based upon because like, well because you didn't say anything that makes you look even worse. Mm -hmm. You know, why did you say that you know how to do this? Well, because I don't want to look bad. But now you look really bad because, <laughs> shit, now i got to find someone else. But I also so. think it's my point. Everyone wants a great room. Everyone wants great people. If you don't mm -hmm. have the knowledge, ask because we'd rather you have the answer than look stupid because I, the whole point is we make a great show, right? Yeah. That's it. And no one's sitting there going, I know. Let's, let's like, really put some roadblocks to really make it hard. Like, no one is sitting there <laughs> doing that. We're no sitting there going, like, let us help you shine because we want the best room, right? Yeah. I don't know anyone trying to sync a meeting, right? Like, no. like purposely, right? Like, we're all like, fucking, here's all the info. Here's the material. Like, we want you to shine because we want the best people, right? Yeah. Ultimately, like, I, you know, and I think that's what I was so sad about when I was like, oh, these are fixable problems. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're minor. Like, <laughs> Most of them, yes. That's like, funny. And they, they will change your, your odds. They will help your odds. These little things will actually help your odds because we all want fucking great writers in the room. Here's something I would tell all the writers. I don't care how far you are up the, up the rung either. When you make a copy of your script and you turn it into a PDF, read it. Scroll through it. Chris knows I have accidentally had a script that something moved somewhere. And I'm like, how did it go from 100 and this many pages to 100 and that many pages on my final draft to my PDF? And sometimes something moved somewhere. So you go back and cross-check that shit. Look at the cover page. Look at the title page and see that it's appropriate, you know, that you have your information on there, that it's the right font that you want. Whatever it is, double check. You'd be surprised. But also, I think it goes back to, like, build your writer community. Have a buddy. If you and the buddy trade, like, you know, trade scripts and check each other, right? Like, let's, like, 
you know, I know writing in a way less so in TV feels solo. It doesn't have to be. Build your community, right? Say, I'll, I'll spot check yours, you spot check mine. Let's count each other's pages because it's easy for your brain to, like, read something you've read before. Right. Like, but your community will help you shine. Right, right. That's true. That's awesome. That's all I got. <laughs> well, thank you, Rachel. That was super awesome. Always good to see you. you Always good to see you, definitely. We love you, girl. We appreciate you. No, um, I, love, I love you guys. I was so excited because, as I said, I had thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like, For sure. I to hear you. For sure. I, I, was, I was really happy that John and Craig, you know, uh, read your thing and then they gave their perspective. I wanted to hear yours, though. You know what I mean? Because you talked about them, but I wanted to hear you elaborate on them. So that I, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing with us for sure. No, so, I love you guys. You guys do such good work. One day we'll be back in a room together. It will happen. Oh yes. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so where can people find you, Rachel? Um, um, I'm at on Twitter at Rach Miller, R-A-C-H-M-I-L-L-E-R. -L -L -E and um, if you want to check out the nonprofit, it's just filmthefuture.org. And oh. it's like my general mission of demystifying the process and bringing everyone into this crazy business that we all love. <laughs> oh God, um, more people. <laughs> more people, more POVs, more storytellers who have something to say. Um, so yeah, filmthefuture.org and Twitter, uh, Rach Miller. And guys, um, I'm so excited for both your shows that I know, I know things. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. We're out there trying to get it, girl. We're trying to get up there with you with the big dogs. You know I what I mean? Say, but you know, you know, the nerd in me is real happy about all the things <laughs> that are happening for your book. Yes, um, we out here, girl. We out here. Yeah, so seriously, thank you guys for having me. And that's kind of all I got. Thank you. Oh, special thank you to Craig, your assistant, for setting this up. We appreciate him. Um, so let him know we said thank you if in case he doesn't hear this. Um, I will. I will tell him, and, and he's he's a he's a godsend. Which, to your point, assistants um, have all the power. They run our lives. Exactly. Where you at, Chris? Uh, unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. And yes, I'm on damn Clubhouse at Hilliard Guest. Shout out, Rachel. Um, <laughs> you're going to be on there too. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. I got the videotape. I seen you. I got the receipts. <laughs> you can follow the show. Screenwriters are R on Twitter. Um, any questions, screenwriters, rent room at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to, give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, also what else, Chris? Oh, so you can go on our website at screenwritersrr.com. You can uh, support the show for, uh, uh, via the Patreon page there. You can buy uh, T-shirts. You can buy uh, mugs. You can. Uh, there's some other like. There's some other goodies on there that that are in the shop. So it's at screenwritersrr.com. Indeed, and also um, please check out Finish Line Script Competition. Check them out. They got some good stuff going over there with Jenny Frankfurt and all them. Um, what's the other competition that I can never say what it's called? I can't pronounce what it's called either. <sighs> it's horrible. It's, but it's uh, at the, you heard it at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we have a little plug for them. So make sure you guys go out there. I don't know if I said it right when I was recording. I was like, if I say it, right. <laughs> I think it's pretty close. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, so this is going to drop on Monday. 
uh, Rachel, and I was about to call you Miller. <laughs> yeah, I'm you, looking at the last name. I, I, many people just call me Miller. You can join the crew. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, this is going to drop on Monday, so uh, we'll be able to give people some game. And I'll be plugging it all week, so please retweet it and all that stuff like that. I will retweet. People have tried to get me on Clubhouse. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you. Avoid it. Avoid it. I've only been on for an hour. That seems like a lot of time. I've only been on for an hour. Like one time. I I don't have time right now. Yeah, I go on for about 30, 45 minutes or something. All right. Anyway. Um, so anyway, everybody joining me for Wakanda forever until we find something new. You guys know how we do it on the rant room on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what Rachel and Chris. Wakanda uh, forever. 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 And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rent room. Rent room.